Hello and welcome to PYP Voices. Today's guest is Melanie Smith, a teacher at the International School of Amsterdam, where she's celebrating 15 years as an educator with roles right across the school from kindergarten to PYP coordinator. Melanie joined us to talk about her passion for concept-based inquiry, sharing some magical moments of PYP learning with some practical tips for supporting both students and educators with the concept of concepts. This really excites me, Melanie, to meet a concept <laughs> enthusiast because I think not just within the PYP, but if you look at where research in, is heading and the future of learning in general, it really is coming down to this, the power of concept-based learning. But it's fair to say, isn't it, that for some students and teachers, that the concept of concepts is is a struggle. It can be quite tricky, it's right? It's tough. I mean, PYP is a concept-based curriculum, and we have to keep remembering that that is the heart of everything we do in the PYP, and it's making sure that teachers and students really understand what that's all about. When I was working as PYP coordinator, I obviously had the opportunity to work with about 70 teachers right across the lower school, working with planning meetings and putting together uh, units of inquiry and really looking at what each grade was doing. And when I returned into the classroom... I have put far more emphasis on concentrating on concepts um, with the children and I've found in the last few years that that has made a massive difference to the way that I teach and to the way the kids learn. If you constantly use that terminology and you really get to help them understand what concepts are, then it becomes part of everyday language. And I've been working on uh, projects this week to do with a unit we're doing uh, called Telling Stories, where we are looking at how we express ourselves. And the children are using words like imagination, perspective, expression, emotion, communication, organisation, documentation. And those concepts that we're concentrating on have also linked to other units that we've done earlier in the year. Um, the, there's uh, one also, uh, systems. Systems is a concept that runs through our units of inquiry. And I'm constantly trying to think about those main concepts and those related concepts and how they can actually transfer across the units and into children's everyday life. So an example of that is systems. We looked at lots of systems of the community, uh, like transport, but law was one of those that came out that, you know, you have to have rules. You know, we looked in the classroom at the kind of rules that you have in the classroom, but also that there are rules that societies have and that countries have uh, with laws. So we delved a little bit into that during that Systems of Community unit, but uh, now we're doing telling stories. You might think, well, how does that fit in? How can we fit in systems? And... The students became interested in character analysis and one of my students said to me, is Goldilocks guilty of trespassing for going <laughs> into the Three Bears house? So we talked about this and I talked to the children about law and we linked it back to citizens of a community and how we talked about rules and laws and it all kind of fell into place because... I'm constantly trying to think of people also in the local community, people in our parent population, teachers who might be able to help the children understand different concepts better. And one of the students in the class, his mum happens to be a human rights lawyer. 
So she came in yesterday. She did a whole talk on law and all the different concepts that come you know, in, in law. And we are now setting up a whole trial, a Goldilocks versus the state of fantasy land. And that's going to happen <laughs> tomorrow in class. And the amount of concepts that the children are focusing on to do with law, organization, imagination, all those things that I was talking about earlier, perspective, expression, emotion, all link into this trial that we're going to have tomorrow. So it's very, very exciting. And the children actually use those words, concepts. You've really touched on something there with the whole transferability of learning and how these concepts, you know, no, don't just relate to this unit, but previous learning as well, and that the students are making those connections. But what does it actually look like in the classroom? I have various strategies in class to make sure that it's very visible to the students and to the parents as to what we're doing. I have, uh, I started that a few years ago, um, a powerful thinking words poster, and the children come up with powerful thinking words. And if they come up with one of those words, like, for example, communication, I do a happy dance. So <laughs> oh, you do so a little bit of it for me I now. do a little dance, and they get super excited. I'm like, Melanie, Melanie, are you going to do the happy dance? Are you going to do the happy dance? I said, well, yes, that's a good word. I think that's one that we could use. So I do a little happy dance, and then we write that up on the poster. Something we can't capture on audio, Something unfortunately, we guys. can't capture on a podcast, <laughs> but it's uh, very entertaining to the children. So for each unit of inquiry, I have a laminated poster on the wall. It says Concept Bank, and then I leave a, a, a gap to put the, the title of the unit of inquiry. So, for example, telling stories for this one or how we express ourselves. And then when we come up with really good concepts for the unit, then we put them up on the concept bank on post-it notes. And we collect those through the unit. And it's really nice because you can keep going back to those and seeing how they fit in with different things that we're doing. Mm, so you're looking through the different lenses. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, for example, at the moment on that uh, poster, we've got things, I've, I think I've mentioned some of them already, but imagination, perspective, expression, emotion. So all those different concepts get posted mm. on the unit of inquiry concept bank. I used to have just one laminated concept bank poster for the whole year, and then we just keep adding all those different concepts but it became quite difficult at the end of the unit when you were trying to come up with an understanding because I like the children to come up with their own central idea. But I keep the central idea hidden at the beginning of the unit and it's their role to try and decipher what could the central idea be. Because, of course, and there could be many there could understandings, be many. right, exactly. that come from that so central idea. they then, at the end of the unit, use the concepts from the concept bank to create their own central wow. idea now what i found is if you put all the concepts for the whole year on one poster mm. it's really difficult especially for young children overwhelming to find out which concept should i be using so what i've tried out this year is i have two concept banks so, well i actually have three posters i have the powerful thinking words poster i have a concept bank for the unit that we're presently working on and then when the unit's finished, we look at the, at the poster and then we take off all the words that we think will not apply for the new unit. Mm. So we had a fit for life unit. 
then we think telling stories, which concepts still relate to this new unit that we're working on. So that's explicit so transferability. It's really explicit. So, for example, a concept like systems, you will notice probably stays on the poster every single time. Whereas when we were working on systems of community and they built their own model city, architecture was a concept that we were looking at. And architecture, they realised, was not really a strong concept when you're looking at how we express ourselves in telling stories. It could be. Mm. And maybe some of those concepts could be put back onto the poster so you can move them around. But that and thinking comes from the students yeah, and you're generating to- that dialogue. Totally. Yeah. And I found doing that this year has been really, really successful and it's very, very visible and all the students know how, how our system works now. And you're constantly, with that kind of visual reminder then, you're looking backwards on the learning you're reflecting constantly on the learning that's gone before and looking ahead to the learning that's come next so it's all interconnected yeah and it's really good for me as a teacher to be able to constantly be thinking about what are the important concepts that I want to be concentrating on for this particular lesson Mm -hmm. and sometimes you might do a student inquiry and concepts might come up that you hadn't thought about covering so you can also add things that that you hadn't expected how do you describe a concept for the students then if I went into your classroom your students are seven eight yeah yeah? and I asked them you know and I talked about oh what's a concept what's their understanding of a concept what do you think they'd say it's a it's an idea it's an important idea and it can be given lots of different examples so I use systems as a really good one that you can think of lots of different examples of what a system could be I think what I've also learned is I have the key concepts for that particular unit on keys. So each key, for example, uh, causation, there is a key for it. It You mean a key that you'd use in a door, a literal key? It looks like it's it's a laminated (laughs) key. And on that key, on one side is the the, the key concept, so, so causation. On the back, it gives an example of what that might be. So why is it like it? Or function key on the back says, well, how does it work? Mm -hmm. So I have a little ring. I put the particular keys on the bulletin board for that particular unit that the kids can actually look at. Um, And I talk to them about that if we're looking at, for example, in system, Mm -hmm. which key could we use to delve deeper into understanding that particular concept and every year I work with grade five students as a mentor on the grade five exhibition and I found last year what talking to them about concepts was really interesting because they were very very quick to say yes we have our concepts we have our concepts for the grade five exhibition tick Tick the box yep we've done our PYP concepts we have causation and function and reflection and I said but what are your related concepts you need to think of it as those are the concepts which will drive your inquiry and that really helped them because then they came up with a with a concept that they were interested in they picked the key say function and then they came up with a list of questions based around the Mars mission of what they wanted to look at into how does it work so how you know how would you get to Mars And they came up with all these lists of questions and that really helped them to really think about 
what really were they trying to find out? What's the difference between thinking about them in advance and letting them unfold as the inquiry goes on? Because from your idea of the concept bank, clearly you you don't just get to decide what those related concepts will be. That's actually coming from yeah. the students as well. Yeah, true. It's a, it's a mixture. And I think the more experience you have, the more you get good at mm. at trying different things out and being a bit of a risk taker and trying something that you maybe haven't tried before. You know, in with true inquiry teaching, you have to have an idea of where the students are going to go. So you do have to know some of the concepts that you are planning to for the kids to have an understanding of. But you also have to have enough freedom to let the kids go where they need to go um, and be a teacher that allows for that and flexible schedule that allows Mm. you for those unexpected moments and allowing enough time for the children to really inquire into what they want to inquire into, but that it's not a free-for-all. I'm constantly bringing them back to the key concepts and the concepts that are at the heart of the lines of inquiry that they can't just all the time go off and do whatever they want to do that I have a plan for what I really want them to learn and that the learning is connected and it's all connected and that's really really important and the the perfect example is this Goldilocks on trial that's going to happen tomorrow I can't wait it's going to be so exciting totally comes from students and I have a real passion for inquiry and I want every unit to look different and if you're really going with the students and you're really going with what they're interested in then every unit of inquiry should look different an example of that is last year when I did this same unit on how we express ourselves the kids were very interested in expression but they wanted to find out whether they could create their own movie and they wanted to find out if they could create a play. This year, one student uh, came up and said, uh, Melanie, I think I'd like to express the story of the three little pigs through baking. Mm. So he became the facilitator for the project and planned for the whole class to bake the story of the three little pigs we did that yesterday as a teacher I'm constantly looking for the children making those little comments or asking questions and really looking at what they're interested in and trying to fit it in to the curriculum it's just really fun to be able to take one project and then look and think about how many different things you've managed to incorporate that could have been done in a different form, but as far as I'm concerned, maybe not as fun. Yeah, and I love that you've brought it back to that word, fun again. And I know for you, this is important, making memories. I really want the children to go into their futures thinking back on things that they have learned in grade two. That for me is at the heart of everything. I want to to create memories and I want them to learn things in my class that they will be able to take on into projects in after-school clubs, at home, in their next grade, on holiday, things that will actually, yeah, really transfer. So all those things they learn, it's all about transferable learning and transferable understanding. That, for me, is at the heart of it. Looking back on the things that we've been talking about, what are your top three tips or strategies that perhaps teachers could try to do with concept, concept-based inquiry that, that would really change or focus their practice a little bit more? I think when you are having a team meeting to actually 
work out what your plan is going to be for your unit of inquiry, for example, is to look at your lines of inquiry and looking at what are the important concepts within those lines of inquiry. Also, really making sure that you have strong central ideas that are really concept-based. And the last is that you have uh, tried the idea of having the concept-based posters in class. Mm, the concept banks. Yes. Absolutely love those. And as a final takeaway for our listeners, what's something that they could try right now? To actually use the terminology of concepts with the children. And if you're working with really, really young children, it doesn't necessarily have to be the word concept, big idea or the the big understanding. I think that for me is a a really big uh, takeaway. A big thank you to Melanie for joining us on PYP Voices and inspiring us with her passion for concept-based inquiry. I don't know about you, but I'm dying to know about the outcome of that Goldilocks trial. Melanie also collaborated with the IB's PYP development team for a teacher support material on inquiry, so do check that out for more ideas and examples of inquiry in action. Join us next time for more inspiration from our community on PYP Voices.